rise and shine. Pour yourself a cup of coffee and tune in to Good Morning Aurora. News, weather, and really cool interviews. Monday through Friday from 8 to 9 a.m. Good morning, Aurora. Good morning, Aurora. Good morning, Aurora. Jim Mendoza, Jennifer Ryan, Mates, and Happy National Wonderful Weirdo Weirdos Day. Well, you you picked the right show. <laughs> you picked the right show. Good morning, everybody, and thank you for tuning in to Good Morning Aurora, the second largest city's first daily news podcast. We have friends of the show here again. Uh, we have the League of Women Voters of Aurora. <laughs> with us. Good morning, Maria Chirito. Uh, how are you ladies doing today? How's Doing great. Excellent. Good. good. Excellent. Um, introduce yourselves for our listeners. I am Berta Bailey. I am a co-president of the League of Voters Aurora area. Awesome. And I'm Denise Ellsbury. I'm the other co-president <laughs> of right. the League of Women Voters Aurora area. Very cool. Uh, so we're going to learn about the League today, you guys. If you are unsure about the League or if you've never heard of it, we'll get ready to learn. Their mission is empowering voters and defending democracy. Good stuff. Really good stuff. We got the local headlines that you guys love as well, and we will get to all of that stuff. But I hope that you guys are doing good. It's Thursday. Tomorrow is Friday. We're almost here. Um, plans for the weekend before we get into this league stuff? Mm, hanging with family. All right. For me. Personally. Always a good thing. Always a good thing. Uh, so Friday evening, I will be over at my church, St. David's Episcopal Church, which is on the corner of Randall and Illinois, because there is a pop-up vaccine clinic. That is right. And you have been so kind to make announcements about that. So that's where I will be on Friday evening. Awesome. All of you guys, please get out there. All right. Um, so where should we start? Should we start with history of the league, or should we start about uh, with what the league does what would you ladies like to start? Think? Take it from the maybe beginning. Maybe just like a quick like what what does the league do? Yeah, maybe? what does the league do? Yeah. Um. So, uh, like uh, what you said, empowering voters, defending democracy mm -hmm. is kind of the good tagline for the league because that's what it's all about is really <clears throat> encouraging participation in our uh, civic process, right? Democracies work when people Said are involved, well. yeah. right? Like, and they don't work well when people aren't involved. And so the the league is really about just encouraging participation in a number of ways in in our democracy. Um, and again, maybe to tie in the history, right? It started. Mm -hmm. um, <clears throat> uh, in 19, 1920, so it's a little over 100 years old, yep. um, when right before women um, got the right to vote, right? Right before the passage ratification of the 19th Amendment is when the League formed in order to help what they were anticipating was all these new 
um, voters right. that were going to be in the country, and how do we um, how do we help them learn about this process of being voters and being engaged? So that's that was the beginning of the league, and w you know we celebrated the 100th anniversary of the passage of the 19th Amendment and the 100th birthday of the league nice. in, in 2020. Sadly, 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 <laughs> we, had big, we had big plans. We didn't did work out. Right, speaker, you know the whole thing. And Quarantine took a great celebration, but we're still here. The league is still here. Well, exactly. and actually, we didn't stop just because of that. We did a lot in 2020, but you know, we had a big celebration. <laughs> right, just whatever. Very cool. Um, now, these, uh, I, I read here, the leaders of the women's suffrage movement founded the League of Women Voters in Chicago. Yes. Did not know that. Actually. Started in did. Chicago. Okay. On February 14th, actually, is when, I think is the date that it was uh, officially founded in Chicago. Wow. Was it the Palmer House? I think I so. I think it was at the Palmer House Hotel. Nice hotel. Yes. Yeah, no, really it's good. It's renovated now, I think. Too, yes, so, yeah. Uh, yeah, so that's pretty cool. Um, now, the League is a nationwide organization with different chapters. Right, is so that, it's okay. nationwide. It's a League of Women Voters U.S. And then there are state leagues, League of Women Voters Illinois, for example, for us. And mm -hmm. then within the state, there are chapters. Okay. So in Illinois, for example, there are 41 chapters. Uh, league chapters throughout the whole state. Wow. And we are, as of when we were formed in 2019, um, the latest, new, the newest chapter. Okay. Um, so that was kind of cool. And actually, that happened really quick. We mm -hmm. were able to become a chapter within months, which is typically not what happens. So that's how that works. And we have membership. If you're a member of a local league, then you're automatically a member of the state and the U.S. League. Got it. So Got that's it. how that works. Have uh, has the league had any famous people besides yourselves? Of course, oh, you know. Of course. Yeah. That's a really good oh, question. That's a good question. <laughs> we will have to Google that. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So Leslie Salyers says, "Thank you, Bertha and Denise." See, the shout outs are real in real time. Greg Ellsbury, good morning to you, dear friend. Hey, Greg. Jen Mendoza, good morning to you as well. And I want to say hello to Aisha Saxon. Thank you for the good morning. Timothy Zwicky and Tia, good morning. Good morning. Okay. Um, so where do you ladies meet? How does that work? Are we all online and is it? Well, we were live, then we went strictly virtual. Okay. And right now it's kind of like a hybrid. It just kind of depends on availability and comfort level. So like our board meetings are still virtual. Mm -hmm. And we're hoping to move to in-person, but you know, it doesn't matter. The main focus is to meet and make decisions and talk about what the league's gonna do. And wherever we meet is kind of secondary at this point. Right. Mm -hmm. um, okay. Also about the league that I'm uh, curious with, how have you ladies found engage? Like, are, are half people, I guess, since the passage of the 19th Amendment, were the floodgates open and people were ready to vote? Or has there still been some hesitancy? You know, the, the suffrage movement was a long time ago. So is there still hesitancy when it comes to uh, women wanting to vote and exercise that right? Or uh, have they been ready to do so? So it's... Uh I mean, I think one of the interesting things is when you read the history of even the passage of the 19th Amendment, some of the most um, 
this sounds very counterintuitive, but some of the most fierce opposition to women voting was women's groups themselves. Um, and, you know, like that, again, this is 1920, but like that wasn't a, a woman's place, you know, right. so that they should leave all that yes. to the husbands or the man of the house. Don't take part. Let's just is. cook apple pies all yes. day for the rest of our but lives. Somehow that's going to take away from uh, yeah, whatever. Uh, <laughs> right. Can't say I agree. Explain. I can explain that or agree with it. But um, and so I think, you know, in a sense, there's always been a little bit of that. Mm -hmm. I mean, we saw that kind of similar thing. If you remember the ERA, Equal Rights Amendment. Yes. Right. That. Um, has never officially passed, even though it has finally been endorsed. Who were some of the most fiercest opponents to that? Were other women's groups, right? right? That somehow, you know, that was going to change the status of women rather right. than saying, no, wait a minute. Like, it's saying all things should be equal in terms of right. how genders are, are treated. Right? Uh, not, to, not to ask you to explain what's in the mind of another person but why do you think that is what would be the motivations for someone thinking or wanting something that is like we just said counterintuitive why would what would be the motivation for that um i i think i'll give you my take on it right mm -hmm. like personal this is my personal opinion i think so, you know we're some of us are we're wired differently all of us are sure. right so sure. some of us might be like yeah change like what's new let's try something new i'm willing to we might just be more wired to move in that direction right whereas some of us might be more like mm, more reserved let's just keep things the way that they are right and change i don't think that's going to be good or and let's face it that some of those Groups that were opposing that change thought they were going to lose some status, right? In some ways, right? right? Mm -hmm. um, and well, I think there's some fear, you know, mm -hmm. lack of maybe information, education, mm -hmm. right? And and then outcome, right? So what's the big deal? You know, it's a vote, right? What's important about a vote? Well. That's part of our mission, you know, is that education of a vote is really important. Right. And you have that right. There are countries where you don't have that right or you have to stand in line for hours or days just to vote, right? And we have that vote. That is our, our you know, something that we're very grateful to have. So I think that that plays into it, you know, sometimes cultural, sometimes just your environment, you know, where you grew up and what things happen with around you. So I think that that adds to that. Mm -hmm. as well. What would the world be like mm. if there were no 19th Amendment? <laughs> oh. I don't think we have a scary button for that, no, do we? No. We don't have a scary like button. Well, you know, I, 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 I don't, I hate to think about that, but right. really when we think about other countries that exist Could be like in that. today's world right. where mm -hmm. women don't have the right to vote, to express, to advocate, to unite, to create change. Yeah. So I think it would look something like that. Uh, okay. The league is nonpartisan. We do not support or oppose candidates at any level, supports issues and legislation after comprehensive study and consensus. That part, let me underline, comprehensive study. Mm-hmm. You got to know what you're talking about, right? You got to know. And mobilizes persons to vote and to have a say in the complex decisions that affect us 
all. Um, currently, at this moment in our country, what's some of the what, what are the what are the biggest burning issues with which we think people, women, everyone should be engaged with? Uh, voting rights, mm -hmm. right? right? Like, I mean, so we know that there are. Uh, you know, federally, there's legislation mm -hmm. that is sort of making its way through the House and the Senate. Yeah, or sit, with you the know, emphasis in front on of sort of, sort yeah. of, right? And um, I mean, the league has always endorsed increasing access, making it easier for people to vote, rather than doing anything to restrict or cut back. And right. so. Um, you know, they're obviously supporting and endorsing the passage of those voting rights bills mm -hmm. as they have a number of previous voting rights bills, like um, in the 80, oh, early 90s, there was the right. motor, voter, motor voter, right? Mm -hmm. Like National Voter Registration Act. So there have been things along the way that have made like registering to vote and voting easier, and they continue to support those things. But that's a very real concern now. I saw a <laughs> I saw a meme or something that said something like, "If your vote wasn't important, they wouldn't work so hard to limit, restrict, you know, stop it." Mm. Uh, and boy, that's true. Mm -hmm. That is true. Um, I, I, I'm sorry. Go ahead. No, well, I was going to say that um, in 1957, this is one of the amazing things about the league. In my personal opinion is that it it created the voter education fund, and its purpose was just that to educate people about voting. Was that when Eisenhower was president? That's a really good question. Yes. Yes. Okay. See that? Yeah. What? <laughs> Clap for me, <laughs> Tracy Duran. What's up? So as a result of that, you know, one of the strengths of the league is that it does have position statements. It does do its research, and it does share that uh, with all of the leagues. So the state, the the U.S. league, um, you know, researches these positions that are important to us, and then well written out. You can find all this on the League of Women Voters U.S. Web website, and then it passes those position statements to all of us members and then in the state, the state then focuses on some of them and then individual leagues get to choose what their focus is because part of the mission is community, right? right. Outreach to community. What does your community need? What is important in your community uh, for us to be you know, advocating for? And so for example, they have like, they break their positions up into representative government, natural resources and social policy. So on, and this, this is, these areas are all what communities are dealing with. Right. So for example, under representative government, it, they're dealing with the positions and voting rights, election process, citizen rights, state election laws and redistricting. Hello? <laughs> yeah. Right. right? And then natural resources, air quality, waste management, energy, water, and the Great Lakes ecosystem. We're all addressing those issues. Yes, we at are. At local level. And in social policy, equality of opportunity, healthcare, immigration, Sir, um, children's services, violence prevention, sentencing policy, criminal justice, mental health, fair, fair housing. All so of the things of that those make uh, right um, are local issues. Yeah, I. So here's the thing. I'm glad that we're having this discussion because I have felt for a while now 
that not enough of the new generation, those youngsters <clears throat> up to age 18, 19, what have you, are aware <laughs> of the kind of things that we're talking about. Mm -hmm. I, I think, in, you know, there's many that are, and there's a lot of outreach to youth, but I have this feeling that so many young people think that it's nice now, it'll keep being nice. Like, they don't have to put, you know, work into the system or, or do anything about it. And I, I, laws get changed all the time in many slight ways, you know, like the, like the uh, voting rights and things like that, you know. Limiting hours mm -hmm. in certain counties mm -hmm. based on Democrat, that's tricky. You may not think that it's taking away your vote. Oh, it's still open from 11 to 2 p.m. Well, people are working. Right. So you got to, you know, right? Absolutely. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And that is, so that is one of the other sort of like big um, missions of the league is to provide information and make sure that people have accurate information. Yes, there's these positions that we take on things, but we also just want to give people information about like, hey, are you registered to vote? Right. Do you know how to get registered to vote? Do you know who you can vote for? Right? Like, what are the all the different mm -hmm. <clears throat> um, races or jurisdictions in which you can vote? And so really encouraging people to be aware of, of those things. Because one of the other things we know is that, right, like in 2020, a lot of people voted. It was right. a presidential year, obviously. A lot of stuff happened in there, right? right? So a lot of people voted. But now we're coming up on the off-election year of 2022 where there's not a presidential race. And we know that the number of people that will vote will be much less. Sure. It's not any less important. No, it's not. But it doesn't get people's attention because it's not a presidential race. So how can we, you know, really encourage people and get people... Now, now we look at local races... Oh, it's really sad the number of people so, that oh, vote for in yeah. local races, right? I think like, Mr. Cunningham called it, uh, <clears throat> I think he called it, you know, it, it was worse than disappointing. I can't think, I, I read an article right after. Pathetic. Uh, yeah, pathetic. Yeah, it was, it was <laughs> sad. It was yeah. really sad, yeah. And, and when you think about it, your vote <clears throat> matters more. Yes, it does. Really. In a local election, oh, yeah. because there's fewer people, just the pool, right? So it matters more. Yeah. And how, you know, that's one of the things we yeah. really want to be speaking to is like, hey, vote every opportunity you yeah. get. Your township folks or your state representative could have a whole lot more control over your everyday that's life true. than right. whoever's the, in the White House. The school board. Yes, exactly. That yep, you're going to vote for when you look on your tax bill. Those are the people that are making decisions about a good chunk of the local taxes that you're paying. Which, that's an excellent segue. That's an excellent segue. The time is now 8, 19 a.m. Don't we have some uh, local... Hold on, we, and that qualifies as... We got a button for that, too. All right, let's see what we got. Yeah. All right, you wonderful people. Anna Sierra, good morning to you. Tanya Traverso says, Yay, great info Tanya! about the League of Women Voters in rural area. Tanya's got... our treasurer yes, for our league. Tanya the treasurer. <laughs> Tanya Traverso the treasurer. Nothing but T's, y'all. Nothing but T's. Teeing it up today. Okay. 
Uh, the Civic Education Series, school boards presented in partnership with the League of Women Voters Aurora area. Learn about the role of school board plays in education and community. This will be Thursday, September 30th from 6.30 to 7.30 p.m. at the Santori Library, live on Facebook, uh, Facebook Live on the uh, page, of, page. Of, of <laughs> your page. Mm -hmm. Uh, we have Donna Marino, president of District 308 Oswego, Robert Gonzalez, board member of uh, District 129 West Aurora, Lori Donahue, president of the uh, District 204 Indian Prairie, and Dan Barrero. Yeah, Look Dan. at that handsome guy. Can we get a zoom in on that? Sorry, can we, it's not in color. Can man. we zoom in on Dan? Look at Dan. Right, it's not in color. Dan looks really gray. He's not that gray, ladies Sorry, and gentlemen. He's not, yeah. Um, He's the vice president of District 131 East Aurora. All right, very cool. And very cool. people can also go to the Aurora Public Library website and they could register to attend in person if they wanted to. You can watch it by on our Facebook Live through the League's Facebook page. Mm -hmm. And you can be in person if you would like to see this at the Aurora Public Library. Right, it looks like rooms 125 and 126. There is a limited number of people that they will allow in that space, like only 25 people in person because of social distancing mm -hmm. and everything. But uh, yeah, sign up. Exclusive. All right. Yeah. All right. <laughs> right well, and that's part of what we're really focused on is getting that civic education out to our area. Mm -hmm. So the League of Women Voters Aurora area um, is has in in its in its league North Aurora, Oswego, Montgomery, and Aurora, mm -hmm. and four counties: Kendall, Will, Kane, and DuPage. Right. So you know, getting that education to out to to our our area is really important because you you act locally right this is what's really going to make a difference you know you want to know what the curriculum is you want to know what the taxes do you want to know what does a board do for you and what does it do for a school there's a lot there's a lot of information out there that isn't you don't you may not know right and that's okay that you don't know that's our mission is to get you to know that you know <laughs> so we and, and we do a lot of other programs also, but in this case, that's most the coming up. All right, program. all right. Um, so I've got a couple of local headlines to tell these great, wonderful uh, listeners about. So stand by, you guys, stand by. Um, Segway part two, because we're gonna give a, we're gonna give some love this morning. The Aurora Noon Lions Club will hold a pork chop dinner fundraiser Wednesday, September 22nd. This event will be held from 4.30 to 6.30 p.m. at Luigi's Pizza and Fun Center. That's located at 732 Prairie Street in Aurora. The public is invited. Patrons may pick up dinners in a drive-thru eat-in center. Dinners to choose from. Two pork chops with baked beans, coleslaw, applesauce, roll, and butter, and a cookie, or a chicken dinner with sides. Tickets are 14 bucks at the door and from Lions members. Um, this is going to benefit Aurora-based Cities and Schools, a nonprofit that helps students succeed in school and life. Formerly called Communities and Schools, CIS provides school supplies, winter coats, school day counseling services, and after-school homework help, snacks, and enrichment activities at 28 area schools. Shouts all the way out. 
And also, don't forget, our friends at Mutual Ground are hiring for a number of positions. Clinical manager, prevention educators, relief advocates, and therapists. They are a trusted resource and a longtime staple in our community. I'll post a link so you guys can apply for that later on. Actually, if you scroll down on our Facebook page, like, I posted a lot of pictures yesterday. It's been like nine posts. You can see the link there. Uh, okay. Saturday, September 18th from 9 to 11 a.m. at the Santori Library, there will be a free community shredding event hosted by the Kane County Teachers Credit Union and the Aurora Public Library. This will be safe, secure, and contactless event. Fight identity theft and endless clutter at home by bringing in your personal documents to have them safely shredded. How about that? All right. Now we are back. Curtis, from what I heard, it's not just a cookie. It's a fried Oreo cookie. Tia. Thank you for telling us that. Oh, my goodness. A fried (laughs) Oreo cookie. See, we got all the news. Tia broke brand new news for us. Thank you. Don't you have a breaking news thing you can let? Come on, breaking news. Tia, you know what you did for that? (laughs) Try the fried Oreo cookie. All All right. I love the breaking news. Cole Astra, good morning to you as well. Greg Ellsbury says, women will save the world. My brother, you are right about that. Norma Peterson is here. Good morning, Norma Peterson, dear friend of the show, the executive director of Document the Abuse, and uh, Bianca Camargo. Good morning to you as well. Okay. What's next? What's next? What did we not talk about? Uh, what What does the league have coming up? Um, any calendar and things happening soon? So we've got uh, that one on the 30th, yeah. right? Um We have. Um, Do you want to talk about coffee and conversation? We could do that. Um, yeah. That's so it happened, but you're gonna do. We're gonna do. Yes. It again, yes. Right? Yes. So we actually do. We have the civics education series that we talked about, and that the the school board is the upcoming one. Right. Uh, we also have one in January coming up on affordable housing. Okay. We have coming up in March a gun gun violence. Okay. And then we're thinking that in September we will be uh, presenting um, a civic education program on immigration. All right. So that one is still being um, worked on. But for example, um, other things that we've done is we've held some virtual civic series on what's your county board do, what does your county board do for you? Those have been with the library too, right? Yes, mm-hmm. all of this actually, the majority is in conjunction with the Aurora Public Library, which has been just a fantastic partner. Mm-hmm. Um, so we had representatives from Kendall and King County. What does your what um, what does your township do for you? Particularly, what is it, and why do we even need it? Was presented by Barbara, uh, no Brenda Hernandez okay. who, um, from the Aurora Township. The school board is coming up, and um, we had a bilingual census program. Oh. We had it presented in English and Spanish, and we had some notable... We did. This is like right, like February was, 2020, yeah, 20, right? Yeah, like yeah. the right before everything. Right with the boat, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, and we had that with the library. But Senator Dick Durbin came and um, spoke at that event. So that was that was a big deal. That, that was, was big, uh, yeah. Um, Bill Foster was there, and Barbara Hernandez was there. And then someone speaking... From, from the city, the city as well. Yeah, and it, and this was obviously 
before this, you know, while they were just gearing up to do the census, right. and so just information about it and everything. So, yeah, that was a that was a big event. But we have some ongoing things that we do for our members as well. Like we have a book club, and um, which is open to members and non-members. Okay. Uh, we have um, book club. Mm -hmm. I'm very interested. I love to read. I love books. Love we books. We will put you on that list. Okay. Yeah. Please do. <laughs> so we I'm, meet, I'm down for that. We're going to meet every every four every four months, so four times a year, and uh, we're going to set a date. So let's say it's you know the third Friday of the month, and so that's all going to be set up in advance. We're kind of changing it to every month or every other month to a more consistent meeting time. So we choose a book. We we read it and we just have discussion and sometimes we each read separate books uh, of a same topic like for example we on climate and we each read a different book and then we conversed it conversed about it or sometimes we all read the same book so it's very low-key it's just good conversation uh, we also have um, what we have started is um, like coffee and conversations. Mm. So our first one. Put me down for that one too. Okay. <laughs> well, we will let you know. So our first one was the 28th of August, and we met with our alderman at large from Aurora. Ron Warman. Uh huh. Okay. And uh, Sherman Jenkins. And Sherman Jenkins. At Endero, because our also we want to support local communities. Right. So this is membership with, and members can bring a guest. Okay. And we had an hour and a half of really great conversation. Members asked questions. The aldermen gave us uh, information regarding to their questions. They always also gave us updates. And they were so thankful for our input and some of the solutions that were brought up to the issues that we were talking about. Right. And their takeaway was, thank you, and we want to do this again. Um, I want to ask you about two topics. Uh, the first is affordable housing. Um, how is Aurora ranking, in you ladies' opinion, in the area of affordable housing? The time is 8.30 a.m. I don't. I don't know that we can answer that, which is why we are having this upcoming program, well, okay. right? Like, yeah. we just know that that's a position supporting affordable housing that the National and the State League have, and right. one that obviously is relevant, and we want to have that conversation Understood. about how that applies yeah. in our communities. And so. actually, related to that, we our book for book club this month mm -hmm. is called is Evicted, and I don't have the full name and the author in front of me. It's on my phone. That it, book was written <clears throat> in 2017, and it takes place in Milwaukee, but it is a nationwide issue. It addresses um, eviction, landlord, laws, all the inequities. Um, it's, it's a really tough book to read, mm -hmm. but it's an excellent book to read. And as a result of that book, one of the things that I'm going to want to discuss as our book club is what information do we as a league need to have in order to really address this issue as a league. And so that ties right into mm -hmm. what we want to do, what that program is going to be. Um, so. Um, I asked, so um, I asked that because we've had listeners of the show and folks say that Aurora needs more affordable housing. Mm -hmm. Great position. I've had on Alderman Franco. Mm -hmm. 
mm-hmm. who, from an aldermanic uh, point, was detailing affordable housing and uh, you know a, an abundance of affordable housing and trying to bring in new businesses to a town. The assessment of affordable housing versus disposable income. What does it look like? You know, if we're going to build a Sullivan Steakhouse, for example, how much is too much? All of, all of that kind of thing. Um, so I, I, I've heard both sides, but also I work in the housing industry mm-hmm. and I've had people, the rent program that just ended, the uh, state via mm-hmm. IDA, the Illinois Housing Development Agency. On the same day, I've had tenants call crying because they lost their job due to the pandemic they went from making a good salary with ComEd. Now they're driving Uber, trying to make ends meet. And they're scared and don't want to get kicked out. And I've had landlords call me mm-hmm. asking, you know, can they kick this person out? What day and time can I kick this person? Mm-hmm. And it's, it's, uh, it's sad. It's it's really sad. Um, it is very sad. So I'll look into this book, Evicted, because I, yes. I, that's that's got to be. I'll send uh, you the information. Yeah, that's that's got to be very poignant. Oh my goodness. Yes. That's the word of the day, folks. Poignant. The time is now eight thirty three a.m. Good morning to Josue Paez, Karina. Good morning to you and Renee Cruz. Okay. Renee Cruz is here, ladies and gentlemen. That's the judge. The judge. Renee Cruz is just marching somewhere. I think for the. Kane Democrats was he just I just saw you in a picture marching sir yeah um so I was gonna say in terms of some upcoming things actually this morning when I leave here Mm -hmm. I'm heading right over to the downtown campus of Obanzi Community College because they're having a like beginning of the year event for students okay and I will be there with one of our other members and we will be there to register voters. So heard any it. of the students that uh, are going to be at the downtown campus or anybody else, right, uh, stop by because we can register you to vote. Or if you have moved and you need to change your address, right. um, we can help you with that as well. And if you're not sure if you're registered to vote, we can help with all of those things. No so. matter what it is, your back is got with the League That's of Women Voters, right. ladies and gentlemen. You will walk away with some information. Bianca Camargo tells us, yes, register to vote. And Tanya says, evicted poverty and profit in the American city by Matthew Desmond. Thank you very much, Thank Tanya. You, Tanya. <laughs> Victoria Halamadonado is a fabulous author who wrote such books as Bartleby the Brave for Children. The version is also in Spanish. Good morning to you, Victoria Halamadonado as well. All right, the time is 8.35 a.m. Can I give a like a shout out uh, oh, about, absolutely. The registering, about registering <laughs> voters? Right, so this is a big thing that many leagues do. We have a number of um, uh, deputy registrars mm-hmm. that are members, right, people that can register voters. Um, and so we try to be at community events to register voters. So most recently, we were at the Ukulele Fest, right? Oh, yes. At the Ukulele Fest. Yes. Where we could register voters there. Um, We have been at some of the different downtown events, sometimes at First Fridays, at other kinds of things. Sometimes we'll just be at a downtown business. So I want to give a shout out to Treadwell, who has 
Yes. Um, during the pandemic, uh, gave us a space outside so that we could just sit out there and register voters. Likewise, McCarty Mills did the shouts same out. thing. Yep. So I want to give shouts out to both of them about that. And if somebody is having an event and they would like to have um, someone there registering voters, give us a call, reach out to us because we're always looking for those opportunities to, you know, interface with people and register voters. Before the pandemic, one of the biggest things that we were doing was we were actually going to the high schools and registering the um, young people that were going to be eligible to vote in the 2020 election. Um, man, it was really exciting. We registered lots of young people Good. Good. to vote. Um, and so our league is just a little over two years old. Yeah. We have registered 530 voters. We could do live years. claps for that. Yeah, we could do live claps right? for that. Um, and that was in the midst of a pandemic, that right? Was, yeah. <laughs> Let me just say, yeah. one of the things that's difficult, totally understandable, is that right now the schools aren't letting people back into the building. Mm -hmm. So we aren't able to register the young people. Right in the way that we were before but we will we are eagerly anticipating being able to do that again well and one of the things that we are we would like our listeners to know is that if you have a community organization a church organization any local community organization where you would want us to come and provide voter education information mm -hmm. or register voters or tell you how to register online just let us know because we want to do that outreach. So it doesn't have to be a big event, although that's great. And we've done a lot of events and have had some success, sometimes just conversation, which is also important. But in your local groups, let us know. It could be a neighborhood group. It could be a women's club. It doesn't matter. You could be knitters, quilters, painters. It doesn't matter. I can tell you now that Good Morning Aurora will partner with and reach out to you ladies for a voter registration awesome. drive or Terrific. something. Excellent. It will happen. We Excellent. will. We are going to do that. Uh, one of the things about this show when it was started was to raise the awareness mm -hmm. um, in the fashion that we're talking about, about voting, about your rights and everything like that. But we, I want people to vote. You got to. Mm -hmm. And if we got to do the, if we got to be out there on a Saturday morning or whatever, we'll hook up with Treadwell again and get some coffee and pastries. Awesome. And if you can hear the sound of my voice, <laughs> I want you to vote. The time is now 8.38 a.m. Tracy Sherman Falcon says, wow, Hi, that's Tracy. awesome. Tracy, what is up? <laughs> and Greg is clapping. Got the hands in there. I'm telling you, these it's women do their homework. Greg. Yep. Yep. Okay. Um, so... What haven't we talked about? I got some more specifics for you ladies, but. Uh, I know a big <clears throat> one that we haven't talked about, which we definitely need to, which are candidate forums. Yes. Okay, Absolutely. yes, yes. So another big thing that the league does to inform voters is um, hold candidate forums. Um, and those have happened nationally, but they really are most powerful on the local level. And I should let Berta talk about that because she's on the committee, the forums Go Berta. Committee, Go Berta. Right, Go Berta. So, <laughs> the forums committee is just an incredible committee. It works really hard to bring these forums to the community. Mm -hmm. And uh, they were all virtual last year, which had its pros and cons. The big pro is that we had 
listeners in the thousands because they were virtual right. and also can then be accessed afterwards when you if you were not able to even be there virtually at that time. So what we did, for example, last year is we held uh, forums for our aldermanic candidates, mm -hmm. the different wards, and then also for the at-large. We held forums for um, the Oswego School Board. Mm -hmm. And because there were so many races, we obviously can't hold forms for all of those. There's six of us in all of those forms. But what we did do is we sent, we, as a committee, we come up with questions to, to ask of the candidates. And we sent those questionnaires to all of the candidates in every single race, you know, Fox Valley Park District or our public library, mm -hmm. um, the, um, uh, the, uh, WRD and all, all any candidate. Uh, uh, Water College. Mm -hmm. Pardon okay. me. WRD. Yeah, uh, Water, Water Reclamation, Reclamation District. So okay. Those were all and county. So we sent um, a questionnaire to all of the candidates, and they answered those questions, and then we put those on our website. So if you wanted to know what positions candidates had then you could do that research for yourself. The League of Women Voters has a 411 informational um, so that you can find out about all candidates, but this was very local. And we had a lot of really great response to that. So our forums were very successful and um, we will continue to do that. I mean, that's a big part of the League of Women Voters. Yeah. And we're very well respected for that. We yes, have, you are. Uh, it has actually, um, we had as a league, let me see, where is that date? In 1976, the league had its first televised presidential debates. Who was the debate? 76? Um, 76. So was that it was Carter, Carter and Ford. That's right, yeah, right. Carter and Ford. And it was for general and primary. And at some point, because we are nonpartisan, you know, our questions are informational. What is it that is going on here? What are you going to do about it? What do we know about it? And the actual the candidates ended up wanting to do a lot of partisan questions and the league then at that point withdrew from holding these uh league these forums because that's not what they are that's it's right partisan so that's it, right it is i mean it's very intentional to use the word forum versus debate right, right? like yes. very intentional right. yes. and um the forums are very strict in the format of how they are run, right? There's a question mm -hmm. and each candidate gets an opportunity, timed opportunity to respond to that question. Um, and it's not, then you do, it's not opened up for like a back and forth. No, it's just like, no. you answer question the question answer. and now we go on to the next question. I love question that, that's right. Each yeah. candidate has the opportunity to address that question. Right. Yeah. And, um, and you rotate who starts yep, the, yep. the response. I love how you ladies do it. And I, I, I have, before Good Morning Aurora, I was already, I was aware of the League of Women Voters activity. I was watching the stuff and I'm like, this is how it should be done. And it's, so sometimes you see like, the candidates will say something, but they want to get that dig in. Mm -hmm. Can I just respond to what blah, blah, blah said? No, no, no. You told us your position and and move on. But they have a limit of time, right? Yes. Is, is it three minutes? It yes, it depends on the amount of candidates. So we okay. have opening statement time, closing statement time, and in between. So it's usually two to three, two three to two to three minutes. And the moderator has a very important job. Yes, to make sure that things yes. are running. And 
there's a whole text involved with this. This is not just every league does what it wants. This is the way the League of Women Voters does this. Do you, are you hiring for moderators? <laughs> there's an actual training you can get that trained. you have to go through in order to be a moderator yes. for the League of Women Voters. Y'all better watch out. You better watch out. Well, you can come and join the league. Yes, first things first. Yeah, yeah. You got to crawl for your walk. Yeah. <laughs> we would love to have you trained as a moderator. Yes. All right. Um, let's let's actually talk. Um, let's talk membership. How does one go about becoming a member? How do you apply? What's the steps? So if you go to our website, which is lwvauroraarea.org, and I'm going to send all this to you so that you can put it on the Facebook page. Wonderful. Yep. Right? Definitely. Definitely. Um, but lwvauroraarea, LW, you got to write all that out, dot mm -hmm. org, um, you can find membership information on our website. Um, it's, I think, like $69 a year mm -hmm. for okay. membership for an individual. You can also, there are also household memberships. Um, if you want to, like, donate more in terms of, like, sustaining and supporting, there's obviously that. But the, the basic one there is $69 for individual membership. Membership is open to anyone. Doesn't matter gender, right? Like anyone 16 years of age and older. So there right. is a student rate as well, which is $19. I think it's 19. Six. I think they upped it. I think they upped it. I think okay. they upped it. So anyway, it's still very affordable. We would, would not want funds to be a reason why someone couldn't sure. join right. the league. Absolutely. And those the membership funds are ones that are set by the national organization because some of the, uh, a good chunk of that money goes to either the state or the right. national right. leagues to support <clears throat> their efforts um so yeah and you can be as involved or not involved this isn't something like you have to show up every month at a membership meeting or something like that we have an annual meeting for our members where we you know elect uh, the board and things mm -hmm. like that and we encourage you to be involved in what at whatever level you want to. Right. Right. You could be part of a committee. You could just be part of book club. You could be part of the social events committee. You could be part of programs committee. You could be. There's so a lot of different options to be involved for, and we're always open to creating something new. Uh, as one of the options to be part of the league. Be a deputy registrar, right? Yes. Register, get uh, certified to be able to yeah, register people moderate. to vote. Y'all making me want to join. All right, that's the goal, that's the goal. <laughs> right there, right there, there it is. But you know, for a small league, well, for a new league, we have 27 members. Woohoo! Congratulations, congrats. Yes, yep. absolutely. Uh, okay. Let me do a little bit of local headlines real quick. The time is 8.46 a.m. I got some things to tell you guys about here momentarily, so get ready for it. All right. They can hear the news today. <laughs> Man, that's a lot of news. A lot of news. A <laughs> lot of news. All right. Uh, mental health matters. Don't forget that our friends of NAMI KDK are still looking for volunteers. The mission of NAMI is to provide free mental health education, support, and advocacy for individuals, family members, and communities. If you're interested, please contact the program's coordinator at programs at NAMIKDK.org. N-A-M-I-K-D-K.org. Uh, the fifth annual Cups Broad Drive will be happening this year at the Aurora Regional Fire Museum from 5 to 8 p.m. 
on October 1st, music, local mm -hmm. vendors, and a photo booth. Exactly. This will be an awesome community event. Support a great cause in downtown Aurora. Uh, we've made a post about that. Check that out at your leisure or go to our Instagram. It's in our Instagram story as well. Mm -hmm. All right. Fox Valley Hands of Hope presents Project Hope, school-based support for children and teens, now partnered with nearly 50 schools across the Fox Valley region. Project Hope is a collaboration between the Fox Valley Hands of Hope and school staff to identify students grieving and in need. For more, uh, more information, you can give them a call at 630-232-2233, extension 1225. And number again is 630-232-2233, extension one two two five and then also uh just want to replug back in this weekend there's the uh covid vaccination at your church Correct. We'll just, saint david's episcopal church which is on the corner of randall road and illinois that's correct right? yep. it is the north east corner of that intersection um and the state of illinois health department you know idph uh, yep, yep they are obviously the ones running it we're we're we just wanted to make our space available nice uh and then the last little thing that i got for you guys here uh oh that's right september 13th so next monday coming up here state representatives stephanie kiffelwitt barbara hernandez and keith wheeler from oswego are partnering with the kane senior council and saint athanasius greek orthodox church to provide free frozen meals to seniors once a month from 11 a.m to 1 p.m saint athanasius is located at 1855 5th avenue in aurora uh, Monday the 13th is the last date. Shout out to our elected officials for doing that for like three months. So yeah, we can Lots give you a live claps, y'all. Live claps. Lots of good stuff happening in Aurora. <laughs> Lots of good things. Lots of good stuff. Yeah, it's 8.49 a.m. All right. Uh, what's next? What's next? What's next? What is next? <laughs> well, I got a question All that right. I can just ask you. Is democracy in danger? I don't know, Bertrand. I I have my feelings on it, and my thoughts on it. I don't know if you want to respond. Can we share well, thoughts on it? I read an interesting book called "How Democracies Die." Uh, we read <gasps> that for book club. Yes, we did read it for Robert Frum. Yeah, was it from? I think so. Okay. And I want to say that that book was a game changer for mm -hmm. me because. It's easy to take what we have for granted, and it's easy to not realize that things are changing, and democracy is for everybody. It doesn't matter who you are, what your religion is, what your politics are, democracy is for everybody. And that book, to me, was very alarming. It also put a lot of the change in context for me, which was very important. So I want to say that if we're not careful, if we don't become involved, if we don't really educate ourselves and take politics aside and just look at the change that's happening in the direction, I think there's some peril. Mm -hmm. That would be what I would say. Mm -hmm. And it is it behooves each one of us to make sure that we realize that that could happen. Right. right. I, I think... Yeah, I thank you for bringing up that book because that was a a great book to read. It's an it's an easy, easy read, yes, it is. right? Like sometimes you hear those titles and you're like, oh, I don't know that I have the you know brain energy to focus right. on that. But it actually was a a pretty easy read, and um, yeah, it does kind of open your eyes. And I, I think um, 
Yeah, we're complacent. You were kind of talking about yes. that earlier, right? That we might look at young people, although I think young people are in some ways more motivated than um, maybe some of the other age groups. But it's yeah. easy for us to be complacent about like, oh, well, this is the way it is. And, you know, yeah, there have been difficulties before and everything's going to be fine. Like, no, it ain't. Exactly, right? <laughs> it's going to be as fine as you make it. Exactly. Yep. And why do we have to have a big cataclysmic event, right? Like, why can't we stay engaged when things are going well, right? That's what keeps it running well, um, rather than like, oh, hair's on fire kind of a, a, a response to things. But we, we are in danger, I think, of getting yeah. to not of uh, people not being involved and understanding right uh once upon a time in my life i had the pleasure and the privilege of interning for a state representative mm, cool. um now to the point about it, it always takes a cataclysmic event for people to get motivated to take part and vote what have you you're right it seems to do that people aren't engaged all the time i think one of the reasons that they're not engaged all the time is because for young people maybe it's Boring, right? Uh, how fun can it be? It wasn't until I interned mm. that I realized, like, holy cow. A, I as an individual, just a normal working taxpaying citizen in Aurora, I actually can get involved mm -hmm. in many things. And it does matter. Mm -hmm. And not only that, like, people want to hear from me from people like you like you would be surprised you'd be surprised you actually can get involved and and you can help shape and move the ball forward mm -hmm. and i don't think people understand that and it's it can be as cool as you make it right you know you see it's not glamorous it's not fun it's not hip it's not the greatest you know it's it's not very cool looking but when you're in it you can actually make it as cool as you want it to to be mm -hmm. you know and mm -hmm. and i think that that sh that experience should like more people should take part in that they really can you know they really can yeah. even and again maybe maybe all of it isn't interesting to you but maybe there's one issue sure, that you feel right. strongly about well your voice does matter for that whatever that issue right. is and, yeah um there's also information on both our website as well as the Illinois website. There are links to the Illinois okay. League and this, the National League on our website. And you can find information about just like how to contact your legislators. Right. right? Like how do you, what are ways that you can contact them? Or um, sometimes it's as simple as like, uh, what they call a witness slip where you fill yes. out and, and it just it, it goes there or even you know an email or a phone call and, and things like that but that does matter like our elected officials pay attention they to do the communications that they get and if you don't like maybe that they're hearing other voices then chime in yourself exactly right? yeah i it was it was very cool like i we, we'd be sitting there and it's like Curtis, what do you think about this? I'm like, for real? Like, how much time we got? Should well, we do? Yeah. How so how can we get people to come out to vote, Curtis? Like, oh my God, thank you so much. I'm well, sorry. being an agent for change is really not that hard. It's not right. Right. It's just it can be as as little as 
I don't know, not that it's insignificant, but as little as passing out free food, mm-hmm. right? Or as big as whatever. It just doesn't doesn't have to be that difficult, and it makes you feel good, and you know you've made other you've made a change. Yeah, uh, one of the things I'm proud to have worked on was there was a um, uh, so senior fraud or fraud against mm-hmm. senior citizens is it's huge, and the pandemic increased it by an exponential amount. People, senior citizens are falling victim mm-hmm. yeah. every single day to these online scams or to things that have the, the veneer of legitimacy and then mm-hmm. they click the link and the next thing you know, they're bilked out of their money. Mm-hmm. And uh, there was a, it was at the Prisco Center. Um, there was a, a senior forum to help them prevent scams and all that kind of stuff. And there was a lot of senior citizens that came. They were, and that felt really good. Yeah. Yeah. That felt, they're like, you know, they're like, thank you for putting this on, sir. They thought I was the rep. I was like, nah, it's not me, but you know, like I'll you're, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like you got it. That's why we're here for you. Um, real quick, Tracy Duran tells us, she doesn't know if this is mentioned already, but this Saturday is a 9-11 commemoration. The ceremony is open to the public. It'll be located at River Edge Bridge. Uh, Tracy, thank you very much for putting the link into the chat for us as well uh please go ahead register if there's registration it looks like there is register for that you guys and please take part in that times 857 norma peterson says she loves this conversation thank you very much norma all right uh so before we go what did we not tell these people we got a lot going on did we forget anything I don't think I we think we've did. covered we like the important stuff. I guess I would just say like, hey, if people want more information, go visit our website. Just uh, see what's in there. And and again, you you don't have to be a member to um, uh, participate in those uh, civic education programs. We want those available to everyone. Um, it, you can find we do have a Facebook page, so League of Women Voters Aurora Area Facebook page. We do have an Instagram page as well. Hey, IG. Yay, yay, yay. Uh, oh, and I was going to say a lot of our things will be like recordings of past forums and past civic education programs. The recordings of those can be found also on our um, on our website. Okay. So if someone isn't able to participate. You know when the event is happening, they can see it. and they want the info. Go to our Facebook or our Facebook and our website to Wonderful. find out all that info. And if you have any questions that you want to ask of us, you can go to our uh, Gmail account. So it's lwvauroraarea at gmail dot com. Mm-hmm. So if you have any questions, please feel free to email us at that address, and we will get back to you. Awesome. Yeah. Awesome. Uh, what a great discussion. Yeah. This was good. This was us. really good. This was really good. We're going to be doing more, uh, and we will be an outlet for the league activities. Awesome. Anything you guys got going yes. on, we'll be sure to share it. Thank you. Um, Thank you all right. So tomorrow, guys, Jeanette is out of town on a work conference because she works for, uh, well, I don't want to tell you what she works for. Uh, but uh, <laughs> good catch. <laughs> um, all right. So instead of Jeanette playing tomorrow, there will be a special show tomorrow to get you ready for the weekend. Mm-hmm. So we will be live at eight a.m. As you know, we want to thank you very much, or thank our uh, our guests here. 
very much. And thank the League of Women Voters for all the work that you ladies do and all that you got coming up. Don't forget uh, September 30th, which is a Thursday, the Civic Education Series, school boards at the Aurora Public Library, uh, live on Facebook with the League and the Aurora Public Library. Uh, thank you very much to all of our fans, subscribers, listeners, and all of you great people here and at home. Um, have a great Thursday. Have a great Thursday. Be empowered and make sure that you vote. Amen. Take care of yourself and each other. All right. Thank you. Yeah. Yay! So glad to have you ladies on today. You are such a great interviewer. I try. A brother does try. I, it's, you got to bring uh, the energy. And that's what yeah, yeah, that's yep. one of the things you yeah. Thank you.